It's time for the Lesson Tee, presented by Family Golf and Learning Center there on Marshall Road in Kirkwood. And joining us right now, one of their fine instructors, Blake Sheramataro. And uh, Blake, good to have you back on, my man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You know, we talk about golf swing and we talk about clubs here and we, we crash comes on and, and, and we talk about, you know, getting fit and being right and all that stuff. But I often find that, you know, maybe when people are having trouble, they ought to go back to some of the basics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the, the fundamentals, which, by the way, is mostly what everything, every, all of our instructors out here are teaching. You know, I always start with grip, stance, alignment, things like that. You know, and you're absolutely right. You know, the, uh, if you find yourself in a funk, you find yourself really struggling um, you know, don't go to YouTube looking for all the help. Go back to that basics. Make sure it's not something in in just in just your setup causing those issues because that's well, very common. Absolutely, and 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 that's what I want to I want to focus on a couple of those today. And it might be a refresher course for some people, but sure. you know what? As I start to get back and play a little bit, because I got a son who's got the bug, as I was telling you, um, you know. I, I haven't played hardly any in a couple of years. And there was a time where, hey, if you wanted to go play, we'll go play. Um, but but it's not there now. Yeah. So I've got to remember some of those things, my grip. And, and that's where it starts. You hold the, the, the whole process starts with holding the golf club. For people out there, what, what are Blake's kind of essentials for a good grip? Um. I've probably been referred to as, as maybe teaching a little bit stronger grip than some people do. Okay. Um, but to be honest with you, that is the first thing I look at in one of my new students' first lessons. How are they holding it? If you see someone with a super strong grip and they're a decent player, you can pretty much know how they got swing a golf club and vice versa, a very, very weak grip. Um, I pretty much always teach for a right-handed golfer when you're looking down at your hands your pointer finger and middle finger top knuckle. So basically a two knuckle grip. Um, doesn't need to be more than that, but that is just what I would consider a slight draw grip. So you're, you know, the little V in your hand here is just pointing a little bit over to the right. And then I would say the right hand should match that angle as well. It can vary depending on ball flight and swing for sure. Um, and if someone's just striping it with a very, very neutral grip, you might not mess with it. But um, in general, people do hold the club with a weaker, um, no knuckle look, which uh, can delay the release of the club and, and make it harder to square up. That's what I was going to ask you. My question on that, that little stronger grip was the ability to get through. Was Is yeah. that kind of your feeling? Yeah, I mean, the club face is, is rotating and squaring up from basically the top of the swing all the way through to the finish. And so the timing of that is very important. So um, yes, a weaker grip where you know you can't see any knuckle there, you gotta work extra hard to get that thing to square up. Whereas a couple knuckles, um, it just makes that, that face rotation a little bit easier. Um, again, it varies on the person, depending on how, how good of a player they are, but in general, golfers leave the face open. And so you wanna work on squaring the face up um, earlier in the downswing. Well, and, and that's why, again, you need to get in front of an instructor like Blake or any of the fantastic teachers at Family Golf and Learning Center down there in Kirkwood, where it's always jumping. Yep. And I don't think it's too early um, to start reminding people 
that this is a 12-year facility, a 12-month facility. Uh, I think it'll be a lot longer than 12 years. Um, but, uh, you know, come, come November, December, January, February, I mean, it's going to be the place to go if you want to work on your game or be a part of golf. Yeah, I always, you know, I think the off season is the best time to be making changes. Granted, you're not going to go out and work on your short game. And while we have the indoor room here, which you certainly can, but as far as like getting out a lot of rounds, getting a lot of reps in with your wedges, short game, bunker play, that's not super logical in a St. Louis winter. Um, but man, if you're working on fundamentals, whether it's plane or path or setup or whatever it is, you know, make those changes in those off season months. So you're ready to go in April or May when the season gets going. So, um, you know, everyone's schedules are different and they start at different times of the year, which we're completely fine with that. We welcome that. But just in general, the off season can be uh, can be a great time to do it. All right. My next um, fundamental is the takeaway that starts the golf swing. Um, you know, there are a lot of ways to skin the cat. You can do a lot of things and ball, you know, position at the top and all that. But if you take it away in the wrong way, you're going to have trouble in this game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, in general, we see people taking the club inside a lot too much. Um, at times, we do see people taking the club outside a bit. Both can have rerouting issues, which means, you know, if you pull the club way in around your right leg too much or hinge the club sideways too much, um, you know, you're going to have to reroute that club to hit a good golf shot. So can you do that every time? Most people don't. So um, in general, I'm always working on fairly quiet hands in the takeaway. I don't like to see a lot of early hinging of the wrist or we see a lot of sort of sideways hinging. Yeah. Um, and basically, I teach a fairly straight back takeaway. It can arc a little inside. And if you're someone who struggles getting inside, you can arc a little bit more. But um, in general, if you pull the club too far inside, I do see a lot of rerouting over the top and the downswing um, when that happens. So you're absolutely right. I mean, the way you take the club pack, you know, where that club gets halfway back, um, where that club face is pointed, whether it's closed, open, whatever, um, you know, that is a very big reason why the golf club comes in the square or not. You know, if you watch, you know, Rory and Ricky and um, Spieth and Justin Thomas and all these young players, watch what they do before they hit the shot. The last thing they do is they take the club back to P2, which is position two, and they look at it. They're making sure it's right in line. They make sure the club face is very square. They know if they're good there, they're going to be probably fine at the top and through impact. So um, watching those guys and girls on TV, you can learn a lot for sure. You p 2 this. I love it. <laughs> position too, baby. I got to start thinking about position two because it's getting harder to get to position three. Um, <laughs> before we get to our next fundamental, you guys have just been loaded with the kids. Uh, I mean, with the junior golfers. And, I, you know, to me, it, it's it's easy to say, oh, yeah, that's the future of the game. But but you know what? It is. It really is. Um, and, and you had a camp. You got a camp going on now. You got your regular lessons this afternoon. I mean, you guys are really getting it done over there as it relates to kids. And and I know, you know, you and Rob and some others are getting it done with that 14 to 17 that are looking to play at the next level. 
Yeah, absolutely. We even have a, um, you know, coming up, we have a, a high school combine that we're going to try to put a lot of the local players through to sort of compare themselves nationally um, as well as locally. But, but yeah, Jay, I mean, we, um, we definitely are, are doing a lot of camps and clinics and different things. Um, whether it's young kids, old kids, you know, we have it all. Um, we're, I have a group of um, high school girls that are in my group for this week. Um, tomorrow's our last day. We're playing on the sim. They want to play some music while we're doing. I mean, they're having a good time. Adam did that with his group today. They're listening to whatever song the kids want, and they're playing Pebble Beach and St. Andrews. And so um, I think that's what sets us apart is our ability to go on the golf course, on the sims, short game area. The new short game area that we have built, being built right now here is going to be unbelievable. Uh, and just in general, we have – um, a lot of fun stuff and educational stuff for um, for all ages. Yeah, it, it is all there. Uh, that's for sure. And let's not forget uh, my favorite junior golfer right there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there she is working on her game. And and last fundamental, and and it may not be the most most important, but I do think it's a major factor. Ball position, because I see some people get up and. And and they just don't look right, and and that's not necessarily alignment, but but you know the the feet are off and all that stuff. You got any tips? I teach, and you're absolutely right. We see ball position issues all over the place, um, and it's very interesting because people that play the ball way up usually go over the top and play with an out to end swing path, and people that play the ball back are usually quite inside or they they scoop with their hands and they throw their wrist early. So um, I see a lot of people matching ball position to swing flaws just to sort of you know, make it work, if you will. Um, yeah. Whether they do it on purpose or not, they just probably mess around with it and realize, man, the only way I can make contact is if the ball's way up front. And if that's the case, then they likely are way over the top. Um, Jay, I teach, I try to keep it as simple as I can. Um, I know there's some guys and girls that teach, you know, you're moving every club incrementally up from wedges up to driver. Um, I teach seven iron through wedges, dead center. You can certainly play it back to flight it down or to hit a little knockdown shot or hit it under a tree. In general, most people are looking for heights, so I don't like to put the ball too far back. I teach six iron through fairway woods, front center, so you can go a little bit front of that middle. Um, again, how much does that vary? Well, it depends on how wide your stance are. If right. you're a six foot five guy and you got this big broad stance, you might be moving the ball two, three inches where, you know, a kid that's only got their stance, you know, a foot wide, you know, they're moving a little bit. Um, and then I teach driver all the way up just inside the left heel, really get tilted back to try to hit up on that driver. Um, but basically I have driver ball position, longer irons and, and fairway woods and hybrids. And then I have short irons and mid irons. Um, I, I like the way you do it. I'll be honest, because, you know, when you tell somebody, all right, move it across the line with 13 clubs. I mean, you know, it depends on where you start. I mean, you're, you you may end up way out. I mean, I, I, I like the way you kind of break it down in that regard. And I think that's a, a good, good measurement for everybody. All right. Three questions before we wrap it up and let you get back to your lesson, T. Kevin from Sullivan Golf Course, where I'm at, he, he came up to me and he said, I, I'm watching the tournament and a guy just throws the ball or places the ball down on the, on the par three and didn't use a tee. Should I use it? Should I always use a tee on a par three? I'm going to let you answer first. And, and I'll tell you what I told Kevin from my place. 
I go around and around with our juniors every day with this. Um, use a tee always. Tee that thing up. I think it was Nicholas or somebody said, you get to use a tee 18 times. Do it. I, don't tee it up an inch and a half because that can cause issues too. But give that – just put even just like the top of the tee right over the grass where the ball is just hovering over. Um, but definitely tee it up. I, 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 that pro that's doing that, that's rare, by the way, but right. doing that – likely to maybe um, to do something with spin or maybe they hit it a little further off the tee. Um, there's a trick where guys will grab an older ball out of their bag for a little less spin in case they uh, don't want to back it up or something. So that's like little nuances tour pros do, but in general, um, you know, play it off of the tee. I, I am so glad you said it. I said the exact, I said, Kevin, Jack Nicklaus, the greatest golfer of all time said, if they're going to give you a tee to use, Yep. use it. Yep. It's like I told my son the other day, he's up near, he's about four feet off the, off the green on the fringe. And here he is with his wedge. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, son, Lee Trevino told me one time, if you can get your putter on it, putt it because a, a bad putt is going to be a, a lot better than a bad chip any yep. day. Um, Billy from Collinsville. He says he can hit his three wood, no problem. He's got the same three wood, and he's got a tailor made three wood and a tailor made driver, but he slices the driver. Now, what, why does that happen? I hear that sometimes. Um, without seeing it, could be a little bit of an attack angle problem. Um, the steeper we get, the longer the, the clubs are, the, the longer clubs are harder to hit. Um, he might be getting a little steep, a little out to end, hitting off that heel with that driver. Um, so that little bit shorter shaft, a little bit more loft, that three wood helps them get the ball, um, you know, get the ball out there better. Um, so in general, when I see people that have, you know, they can play irons or fairy woods or hybrids. Okay. But they leave that driver in the bag, usually um, some attack angle issues. And do you, and again, it matters on so many different variables, but do you feel like there's a good loft for most players driver wise? Man, that does vary. Um, gosh, if you were just in that nine and a half, 10 degree range and just saw how it goes, the beauty of equipment now is you're not stuck with whatever. I mean, you buy it, you can adjust it, you know? So I, we, we definitely will fit people. Let's say they have some attack angle issues. So we fit them into a higher lofted driver. And then as they get better and they start taking more and more lessons, you know, they can take that 10, they can move it to 11 or 12. And then when they get better, they move it back down to 10. Um, that's that's an awesome aspect of modern equipment is you're no longer just stuck with what you got. So yeah, you don't have you don't have to get that 400 driver next year. You know, 450 no, driver. But yeah, um, I mean, you know, 10 degrees somewhere in there. They adjust usually one or two both ways. Play with it a little bit. It all it's all based on the launch and the spin, so it, it varies a little bit. But you know, if you're going down eight or 12, now you're getting in different ends of the spectrum. But you know, something nine and a half, ten is usually pretty good. All right, and last one for you, Carol, who says she's a member at Bogey Hills, and she's got a terrible time from 30 yards, like right in front of the greens. And, and I'm sure you probably played there, and, you know, we played there. And I know what she's talking about. You, you, this is not a chip shot. It's certainly not a full shot. It's almost not even a half shot. Um, you know, the, the, the short pitches or the, or the little longer pitches, if you will, any, any help there, you really got to be committed to the shot. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it depends on her technique issues. 
Um, one, probably don't need a whole lot of wrist action in those shots. People just tend to not turn their body enough on those. Um, two is people like to scoop it. People like to try to help the ball up. Yeah. You put that, give me 30 yards out, put a bunker in front of me to a front pin. It's natural for people to hang back on their backside and sort of try to add loft. So keep that weight forward, keep it on her left leg if she's a, uh, if she's a righty um, and commit, you know, let get down, brush that grass, keep those hands ahead, let that sand wedge or lob wedge or whatever it is, pop the ball in the air. Um, just don't ever try to help it up in the air. That's for sure. Yeah. I always try and just say the same thing. I said, they gave you the loft. Yeah. Let the loft do the work. You don't have to help it, but you know, it's, I, I fight it myself. Well, my man, uh, great talking to you. I know you're busy and I really appreciate you taking time for, uh, being with us on the lesson T get great feedback from your stuff and when what you're doing and, and the juniors, uh, congratulations to what you guys are doing. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. You got it. That's the lesson T brought to you by family golf and learning center. Hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week.